Hi, Andy. Splish splash, are you taking a bath? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Have we started that it. band we've talked about starting yet? Oh God. Why would you play? I, I do play guitar, but I don't yeah. like to. I don't like to I be. I don't like to be guitar guy. That's that's the thing. Yeah, one of my employees today was saying that they have a tennis instructor who's uh, keeps telling them like you're really good. Like, you know, I teach a lot of people, and, and you're one of the best ones out of the gate. Have you considered he, hitting balls for a living? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know if he's just saying that because he's my trainer or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Not a single one of my guitar teachers ever said, hey, you're really good at this. <laughs> you know, you're really gifted. <laughs> but I did hear those things when I, you know, sang or did art. And uh, so I think people are honest when they're teaching their craft. I never had a guitar teacher. I was entirely self-taught. And really, that's just... Not a good way to learn an instrument, I don't think. Like, I tortured my poor family for six months straight, only very badly playing the White Stripes Seven Nation Army on my oh, uncle's God. old acoustic guitar, just all day. Just nonstop. Yeah, I played that. And then, like, you know, you learn some power chords, and then that unlocks all your favorite music. Well, that's the thing. I wish somebody had just taught me, like, the three chords you need to know to play all the pop music I liked. I, I just need right. to know GCD. That's it. Done. Yeah. Play exactly. every Third Eye Blind song. Play every uh, The Offspring song. Play every Green Day song. Yeah. Yeah, and I had two guitar teachers when I was in high school. One of them just didn't show up most of the time. <laughs> and that's not okay as a teacher. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, like a, that's a student's job. A student's job is to flake, and then their yeah. you know, parents still have to pay the bill anyway, and they get yelled at. And exactly, and he was like a college student, and he had to come to my house to teach me, and so he just kind of would show up sometimes, and I'm like, you're like secretly happy because he would always ask me it's like to a snow jam. Day. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know how to jam. But he would ask you to jam. Yeah, like, he would teach me something. I remember, like, the, the lessons would always go, like, okay, show me what we worked on last week, because you're supposed to practice. And you'd be like, dong, and... dong, 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 dong. <laughs> Well, this guy in particular was a classical guitarist, so he was, like, going to school for, like, music theory and stuff. And so he, I, I was pretty good at, like, finger picking and doing more, like, pieces. Playing on classical like gas. That. <laughs> I played a, oh, what's it called? Like, you know, like Claire de Lune and things like that. Um, and so he would be like, show me what you worked on. And then he would like teach me something new. And then he'd be like, let's just jam. And then he'd start to do his old thing where he like, like really Dave Matthews it up. And I would be like, I, I just remember zero confidence and just looking at him and just like under that pressure just kind of like barely touching the strings and just kind of strumming as quietly as possible hoping he couldn't hear me i'm not sure that works in a one-on-one -on -one jamming situation uh, you could maybe hide in a crowd if you were in a music class or whatever doing a big, yeah. doing a big jam but 
I remember the same feeling when my dad was trying to teach me piano. Have we talked about how my dad's a pianist? No, but would he try and jam with you? He'd be like, all right, what's piano jam? And he would just start <laughs> smacking on the keys. No, but I, I have a very, very, very clear memory of doing the same thing on piano where I would like try to very softly play through my mistakes uh, as if, yeah. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that no one caught on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I think piano is, like, the coolest instrument to know how to play. Dude, it is. Bar none. Like, if I could know one instrument without having to go through all the learning, I would want to be a great piano player. No question. Yeah, same. It's not even close. What's the the next instrument I want to know how to play if it's not the piano? Like... Mandolin. uh, Cello, maybe? Cello's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, cello's cool. I, I, de- I definitely wanted to play the cello. I remember wanting to play that when I was in high school. Um, but, yeah, my grandmother, like, my dad's mom was a pianist, and so she had one of her friends teach my dad how to play because she's like, you can't teach your own kids how to play an instrument. It's just, like, not possible. And so, oh, interesting. Yeah, and so then my dad had a really hard time teaching me, I guess for the same reason that she you know, hired her friend. Um, but he couldn't. And my grandma was like a jazz pianist. Um, and she could play like every instrument and was awesome. And my dad was a classical pianist. He went to school for it and stuff. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, having like my grandma, like even after she lost her mind, she could still play like she could just sit down and just play the most beautiful stuff you'd ever heard. It was so cool. It's the coolest instrument. I don't think it's close. Yeah. How's you, how are you doing, bud? How did you, uh, you, I how feel like we haven't do? talked in a minute. We have not talked in one minute. One minute. How am I doing? I'm fine. The weather is getting nice, and I'm getting spring excitement. I'm getting a little spring in my step. Yeah. Hey, well, we spent all that time landscaping our yard at the end of the fall last year, which is apparently a good time to do landscaping for a lot of reasons. But one of the ways it's not a good time to do landscaping is that you get no immediate satisfaction. You just plant a bunch of dead looking plants and they look dead for months. (laughs) And so finally I'm excited for plants in our front yard to grow. I planted like 300 bulbs in our front yard. So we should have just a giant field of flowers. I'm excited for that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about the weather turning warmer. That's my main feeling right now as I sit here today. That's great. How about you, friend? I share in that excitement with you. Yeah. Uh, Mark and I went to the beach this weekend. I saw a uh, a picture of Lenny looked like in a different different spot. I didn't know what yeah. you were up to. Yeah, uh, we were in Montauk. Um, it's very, very, very chill. It's a very chill little uh, beach town. On the very tippy tip of Long Island. I, when I was in high school, and I was aspiring to be a graphic designer, my father knew, was a business person, and so he knew a bunch of people that were also business people, as you do when you run a mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, he would get me some like sketchy graphic design gig for one of these people he knew somehow. And one of them, I remember, I spent like a whole summer designing these 
beverage labels for some product that was like a, I think it was called Montauk Mixers. It had Montauk in the name. Oh, And now whenever I see Montauk, all I think about is this label I designed now 20 years ago. I can see it so clearly in my head, except I can't read it in my head. I can't remember what it was called. Not Montauk Mixers. That was great. Man, don't you love those design jobs our parents got us? <laughs> I mean, that was, that was a big a big vibe for me when I was in high school. Yeah, I remember my mom getting me to take the... Like, she did all of the bookkeeping for this little fitness center. And so she got me to, like, take all of the team photos for this, like, basketball team that played there. And uh, people were expecting, like, a quality thing. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up with my, like, shitty digital camera, and, like, I think we had, like, some printer paper. That's embarrassing. The the biggest project like this that uh, my dad ever got me was, and it's funny, you know, I tweeted about this a long time ago, because I, for a while I had a, a YouTube account that was semi-rogue. Uh, it's actually, this kind of ties it all together. My YouTube account that had all my weird old acoustic guitar covers on it. I oh, yeah? couldn't actually get control over because it was like associated with an old email address that was like, you know, our Comcast address back when I was in high school or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, that account was all rogue. I managed to finally get control over it and take those videos off YouTube finally, uh, like six months ago or something. And when I was doing it, I went into this account and I noticed that on this YouTube account, there was an unpublished video so it was like uploaded, but not on YouTube. But it was like, if you knew the exact link or if you were logged in as me, you could see it. And it was a video my dad had made of him giving this pitch for this company. And what this company was, it was uh, this, it was called the National High School Coaches Association, I think. What? Yeah. Uh, and what it was, was it was basically a fucking pyramid scheme, Linda. It was a full on <laughs> pyramid scheme. And the whole idea was that this organization would encourage anybody that was a coach in a high school of any sport to join their pyramid scheme organization. And you paid some fee to be a member of the organization. And Mm -hmm. then they would basically have all these coaches run like character, like uh, events, like a, like a, like a, character counts kind of thing over the summer where they would be like you're gonna run this week-long course that teaches all the kids that participate about character and you're gonna charge this many hundred dollars for each person that participates and you're gonna go to your school and get their permission to use the facilities and you know basically some percentage of that went back to the national high school coaches association and it was just this fucking weird pyramid scheme and it was my dad sitting there like you know a video of him from like 20 years ago sitting in his office downstairs in a suit and tie and giving this like stilted sales pitch where the idea was they would send this video out to these high school coaches on their like newsletter or whatever and the idea is someone would watch this and it was him being like you can make did you know you can make four or six thousand dollars a week in your spare time this summer by running one of our character counts things uh and anyway when i was in high school we like built their entire website for like two years. We like ran their website for them ages ago, uh, like me and my buddies. Uh, and it was like, you know, they paid us like thousands of dollars, maybe like $2,000, which was when you're in high school, like an insane amount of money that someone would pay you for a website, right? It was like, it's like we had struck gold. Uh, and yeah. And then looking back on it now, as an adult, it's like, that was just a fucking, uh, fucking skeevy ass pyramid scheme. 
Yeah, exactly. Wait, was your dad the tippy top of the pyramid or was this something that he had gotten suckered into also? That is a really great question, Linda. So <laughs> I, it doesn't speak well of him, but I honestly, I think that he was the one that saw the opportunity to abuse the pyramid. I think, I think what existed prior was like just this organization that basically gave like, you could join it if you were a coach, you paid 20 bucks a year and they would give you like, I mean, fuck God, fuck knows. I guess like, here's some exercises you can run with drills with your students. I have no goddamn clue. But the character thing was his whole, was his whole jam. He was big into like educating children in the character and how to be like, have good character in America. And so, why you have such good character? That's what I always say about me. Just great character. <laughs> so I think it was him, basically. And I'm 95% sure I can send you a link to this, and you can watch it on your own time. Oh my god! Please do. I've never seen your dad. Get shareable and link. I want to know more. Um, okay, what are my questions? My questions are. I forgot my question. There are too many. I saw on how to with John Wilson, he ended up at this meeting that was like exactly what you just described, but for referees. Yeah, um, there's a million of these fucking things because somebody somewhere was like, if I can make only $10 from all these suckers, I can become a millionaire. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so weird. So then they, but then they like create an organization and then they're like, oh, I don't know what to do from here you guys figure it out man so i remember like i think you know this and i think i've probably said it on the show before but the people i founded friends of the web with 10 years ago when we were young adults and are still currently running the business to this day we actually started a very similar business when we were 16 that was like our right our, like yeah. you know, thing we did in high school and we would make websites for people and we would find clients on craigslist this was our main way to find clients and we would like try as much as possible to give the illusion that we were like running a full-time business, never tell them our age, you know, schedule emails to go out during business hours that we were writing at 2 a.m. on a Friday night or something. So it looked like legit. I remember specifically one time we came so close and I wish we had done this because I might still have the artifact to remember it by. We came so, I designed and got quoted for custom polo shirts with our little logo on it because we thought for sure if we show up at a meeting at a denny's wearing polo shirts with our logo on it they're gonna know we're fucking legit <laughs> polo shirts polo shirts and our our color our color scheme was brown and like baby blue and so it was going to be brown polo shirts with a baby blue logo right on the oh, breast man. it was going to be so good linda i hate it <laughs> But you didn't have the shirts made. No, we never we never went through with it. Do you still have the old logo? Mm, I could dig it up somewhere, yeah, probably. That would be a really great Christmas gift. To, wait, year. to all to my buddies I started the I'm actually very, very funny. <laughs> that oh, would be man. hilarious. Oh yeah, boy, wait a minute. Like, Let me see. We finally did it. <laughs> I, I doubt they even remember it, honestly. But it would be very funny. I agree. You're right. Our yeah. logo was just uh did I ever tell you the name of our company back then? Uh, no. Oh my god, look at these designs. Um, the name I of can't look at my phone because I'm in the water, but I'll look at it soon. I can't. No, that's good. I don't want you to look at them. Um, I'm just looking, I'm looking at stuff. Anyway, the name of our company was, and we spent weeks on this name, Linda. I mean, this was back when, like, we were trying, weeks. we were trying to find uh, a name that we could get the dot com for because that was like all, you know, this was before all the other TLDs. So you had to get the dot com. This was like 
peak you know, you must get the .com or it's not real bubble. And we tried so right. many names and all the .coms were taken because all of our names were awful. And they were like just a word with the word studios after it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we did finally find a name we could get the, the domain for. And the name of our company that made websites was Bonsai Studios. Bonsai. You know why, Linda? Because oh, wow. our idea was that we build websites like somebody cares for a bonsai tree with care and with dedication. With careful and tiny scissors. Yeah. So our logo was just uh, a bonsai tree. I meticulously traced a very detailed photo of in Adobe Illustrator. Oh, wow. Because the more meticulously you trace it, the better of a logo it is. Right. The more tiny details that you can't see. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Were you listening to a lot of Incubus at this time? Of course. <laughs> Actually, in truth, what I was doing more was uh, listening to Dave Matthews Band. I was I was big into the, oh, the jam yeah. bands at the time. You were so into it. Yeah. Dude, the other day I was in this store and fucking Coheed and Cambria came on. Wow. And They were popular yeah. for about four months back there. Yeah, and I knew every word to this song, and was like, "Whoa!" I'm I trying to remember. I'm trying to remember their the like store. main hit. Fuck, what was it? Uh, I'm not going to sing it because the guy has such a high pitched voice. Yeah, I know he was always like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I always ask these people working at this place. I forget what it was. It was like a coffee shop or something. But uh, a few times this weekend, because I was on vacation, and I went to a bookstore and a coffee shop, and the people who were, like, waiting on me or attending the register or whatever, like, I looked at them, and I was like, oh, that's a person who's my age. And then I'm like, wait, I think they're a lot younger. And I almost (laughs) asked them, like, it's happening. They're probably 22, Linda. They're probably a decade younger. They're probably 22. Exactly. And so then I was like, wait. I think that I still see myself as a 23-year-old, and I'm not that. <laughs> I think I'm old. Well, I, I, this is something, I feel like we've talked about this before. I feel like people's conceptions of themselves definitely get locked in at a certain time, right? Yeah. Like, when you were in high school, you knew that 23-year-olds didn't have their shit together. They were like, you know, whatever, college students or post-college grads. Like, there was no illusion of adulthood for a 23-year-old. But at some point... When you're imagining 30-year-old or whatever, or a 40-year-old, you're like, oh, well, at that point, you're like an adult. You have your shit together. And now being an actual human being, you realize that at no point does anyone ever have their shit together. And so, like, the last age you can remember that is what you feel like is the last age that you thought it was societally acceptable to not have your shit together. And that's where you, like, you know, left your... That's where you stopped, right? That's where you stopped in your head. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh... And my age gets really twisted in my head. Like, I look back at my past and I see myself as, like, older and younger than I currently am, depending on what I was doing in my life. Like, I think just because I got married so young, like, I look at those years almost as if they're still in my future or something. Just because I was doing really grown-up shit and my life was, like, locked in. And I was thinking about, like, when am I going to have the kids now? And, like... All that stuff. And so when I got divorced at 25, I like hit a big reset button. And then I felt like I was like, those were the years that I was 19, like running around and drinking and having fun. Uh, it's wild to me that you got divorced at 25, even just hearing you say that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I in some ways, I feel like 
you are will forever be more but we're like basically the same age you're like have what nine months on me or something but i will forever feel like you are a grown-up where i am not because you had that life experience and you were 25 like you, you know when i was 25 like i didn't know what the fuck was going on anywhere like i don't know can you still hear me yeah you went underwater for a second there it sounded like but you're back now what about now i can hear you okay cool still good still good <laughs> hey Wendy, my can hand you hear was me wet. yeah my hand was wet and i touched my airpod and then it's like these new airpods suck that's all i'm gonna say oh you don't like the new airpods well i think they're great i like them when they first come out of the box but then like the second you start using them in real life they start to just not do great things like this is my second pair they had to replace the last ones anyways this isn't a tech podcast this yeah is- fuck technology we do baths here yeah, we do bath time. This is a bath. Give us give us a review of your current bath, Linda. <laughs> uh, I got lukewarm again. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to answer that earnestly. The only way I know how. I respect. I appreciate your earnestness. Yeah. Ernesty? <laughs> Ernestude. Ernestude. What are you doing with your life these days? Uh, we're in the middle of a big house glow up, which I talked about a little bit on the show before. I put all the shelves yeah. up in our kitchen. Did I tell you that I also installed a hood in our kitchen? Ooh, nice. That was really fun and exciting. I think the last time we talked about it, we were on pegboards. The pegboard is back up. Uh, the whole thing is going on there. And Hillary and I have decided to, to like f- commit and, and upgrade our bed finally. We've we've been on the Ooh. same bed that I had since as a the bed frame I got in college and a mattress that I got for free by hosting a podcast in the mid two thousands. Um and Wait, if, you got one of those you, you had a sponsor? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, I got a got I'm sleeping on our, our free mattress still. Which That's actually great. sucks and I will not <laughs> I will not endorse ever. <laughs> Is it a Lisa? A purple? Uh I should it's a Casper, but uh it's the it's like the original Casper with no springs or anything, and uh I think I think it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. This show's not sponsored, so I can say that here. Casper sucks. Don't do it. Um Yeah, really my main complaint about it, so I had like my previous mattress prior to the Casper was like the cheapest foam mattress you could buy on amazon in 2010 you know and it was Mm. like 250 bucks for a queen size mattress and it was fine it was just a big slab of foam like i I didn't have any problems with it then we got this fancy casper for free and we like swapped it out and truthfully i never liked the casper i thought the other one was better my main complaint linda is i like to sleep with my feet off the bottom of the bed because i don't like my feet to be too hot and i like them just right off the bottom of the bed and the casper has a thick bead along the top edge which i think they did because it makes it look nice it's got like a you know rigid shape as opposed to having this kind of flubby like rounded corner but that big bead just like digs into my ankle i can feel it my foot every time my foot hangs over the edge it's a aesthetic decision that i don't appreciate anyway what's going on in our life is we are upgrading our our bed which linda it's so expensive to get a king-size bed and king size sheets and king oh, size pillows king size. and a king size duvet. It, it, it's like just a preposterous amount of money. It is so Hold silly. On. Bear, bear with me while I take these headphones out of my ears. I'm doing something weird. I'm going to bear with you. Please don't get electrocuted by your AirPods in the tub. <laughs> I'm going to the old fashioned way. I'm just going to hold a phone up to my ear. Whoa. I know. Wild. I'm okay, sorry your AirPods so. are bugging you. 
It's okay. My ear just got like a tiny bit wet, and then they're all swishing around, and then they're like, I'm going to fall in the tub. And you're like, no, 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 get back in there. And it's like, I'm going to do it. And you're like, you little bitch, get back in my ear. You've got some very coy <laughs> AirPods. <laughs> I've been a bad AirPod. I'm going to take a bath because I'm dirty. <laughs> I'm all covered in earwax. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I don't know why either. I don't think I'm that funny, but I appreciate it. It makes me feel good. I just like the visual. Like, we just took a turn down, like, who framed Roger Rabbit, and the yeah. AirPods came to life. The AirPods, like, standing on the edge of the tub, like, I'll do it, I'll jump. And I'm like, why are you into kink? I'll I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, okay, you gotta you get a new king size bed. You get a new bed, and it's, no it's very exciting. It's gonna everything's gonna be take ten weeks to ship. So you know we got all these orders placed. Uh, that's very fun though. So we're excited about that. That's that's what's yeah. going on in my life. We got flowers coming up in the front yard, and we decided to buy a bed the size of a small country, and it's gonna be great. That's great. I would like one of those beds so bad. I have a bed frame that I love um, from this company called Hedge House. And I love all their furniture so much. Look it up. I'm doing uh, it right now. I was two steps ahead of you. I have their platform bed, and I have their desk, and I would like a lot more of their things. And the The platform bed is amazing. It comes in, like, six pieces, and there's no hardware. They're just six wooden pieces that you just fit together. That's what my old oh. bed frame was, kind of. It was like uh, it was from a website called Tatami Room, and it was in like mm-hmm. a Japanese style. But yeah, it was just four legs and uh, four cross supports that just all kind of notched together. Yep, so nice. So I love I the platform. Find, I can't find I any want... uh, on the Hedge House website. It just seems like all pillows and fabric. I don't see any furniture. Hedge House? Yeah. I mean, the first thing says meet the throw bed, but the throw bed is like a big giant pillow you can just like throw around, it looks like. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. Maybe you're thinking of where you bought your sheets from or something. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just asking because I know listeners are going to ask, you know? Yeah, I know. They're going to be like, where was that thing? They do have a headboard cushion. It's hedgehousefurniture.com. Oh, weird. Hedgehouseusa.com is a totally different thing that is weirdly adjacent. Weird. There you go. All right. I'm going to do that Google now. Sounds good. Um, Anyways, but yeah, but I bought a queen-sized frame. And, you know, so if I want to update or upgrade to the king, then you got to redo the whole situation. Yes. Having to redo everything is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of money. We it's probably so wouldn't money. have done it if not for the dog, because like a queen size bed's big enough for two people. You don't need a king size bed, really. But yeah, but when your partner's like six two or three or however big Mark is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like six one, so I'm I'm the big one in our relationship. Yeah, this is a very handsome bed. I like this company. You're right. This is cool stuff. Yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. You love to see it's, it. It's like Amish, but also mid-century but it's not mid-century to the point where you're like okay go fuck yourself i get it i would say it's an elevated shaker aesthetic yes exactly like i love their chairs they have really great like shaker chairs that have little butt grooves in them 
It's those types of details. <laughs> is, is that the shaker, the distinguishing shaker feature? Those shakers all have no, huge think... butts and they need grooves to <laughs> hold them. Oh man, I want to go to that shaker museum in Massachusetts. I didn't know this was a thing, but now I want to go too. You should come for my birthday. I'm, I'm thinking about what to do for my birthday. I would like to maybe get some friends to stay in a place where we can hang out outside a few times or something. I would be thrilled to see people, Linda. <laughs> Love to see, see people. anyone ever. I mean, the, today the news came out that like, uh, you know, vaccinated people are allowed to be indoors together once you're two weeks past your last vaccination. And I just feel so sad reading that because I'm not going to be vaccinated forever, Linda. I'm so privileged. I'm not I'm not in anywhere near anybody's vaccination priority list. But I have a lot of friends that work in healthcare that are vaccinated. And I'm going to miss Well, good for them. I'm going to miss all, it's, It is great for them, but they're going to get to hang out. I'm going to miss it. And I got the FOMO. Yeah, but whatever. They deserve it. They've been helping people not die for so long. Oh, yeah. They, have they, also, they for sure deserve it. But also, I want it too. <laughs> <laughs> but me, that though. The privilege boy. Why I get more. Everybody. <laughs> I know. I My sister just got vaccinated today. And I think people, a lot of loophole vaccines are starting to happen. Like, no shade to my sister. I mean, she technically qualified, so like I would go get it too. <laughs> no shade but... to my sister, but she did elbow somebody out of the way in line <laughs> and falsify her identity and cross the lines. <laughs> it's like her company deals with some chemicals or something, and oh, that's loud. Uh, her company deals with some chemicals that qualify her for the. Thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it, but whatever. I mean, I've, I've talked to some friends of mine that like work in public health, for example, which is basically a desk job. You know, they're not actually doing like front lines care. But as a public health worker in Maryland, you qualify to get the vaccine. And they were like, you know, tortured about it. Like, do I take this or not? I feel like it should go to somebody else. And ultimately, like some friends that work in vaccine distribution or whatever were like, no, if you can get it, you should get it because like the whole system is designed like they know that there's X thousand of people in this bucket and whether you meet those qualifications for a like perceived legitimate reason or not, like that's how many people they're trying to, to vaccinate right now before they like expand the bucket further and make things harder. Like you don't want to put additional pressure on the system when it's just general population. Anybody can, vac- can get vaccinated. So oh my God, totally. Yeah, that's going to be nuts. So I get it. I say if, if you qualify, get vaccinated. And Go I don't do qualify, it. and I will not be vaccinated. I'll be the last person vaccinated, probably. I know. I know. Which, I mean, lucky me. I don't have any, uh, you know, health conditions or anything like that. I'm very, very lucky. But also, yeah. I just want to have, I just want to host a dinner party, Linda. I just want to feed my friends. This year, it's going to happen. You're not going to have to wait a whole another year to do it. I hope not. I promise. Have I told you about Nomadland? I watched that, and it's great. You have not told me about it, but I have heard about it. This is that documentary about, like, modern-day nomads, right? Yeah. What did you like about it? It's beautiful, and it makes you feel like you're on vacation. Watching it does. Yeah. It's very beautifully shot. Um, Female lead, female director, and that... And, oh, uh, it's fiction. I didn't realize it was fiction. Yeah, but I just googled it and I was like, "That's Frances McDormand. That's not. Yeah. That's not a nomad. <laughs> that's an but actress. She she's one of the only like actors in the movie. They the rest of the people in the movie are like actual nomadic people. Oh, okay, maybe live. that's why I had heard that got me confused. Yeah, 
so that's great. Um, something big happened in New York. They reopened movie theaters. And they're open at, like, 25% capacity, which is, like, is it even worth it? Like, is it even paying to keep the lights on? <laughs> to But whatever. I guess it's better than nothing. I have not been in many movies ever in my entire life that had more than 25% of the seats filled. Really? I don't think so. Like, I could probably, I don't, first of all, I don't go to that many movies. But, uh, yeah, most movies yeah. I go to, I would say, were, like, 25% of the seats. I feel like 50% of the seats in the average movie theater suck, and you wouldn't want to sit in them anyway right so like here's my question when they open at 25 percent capacity are they like do they have specific seats flagged like you may sit here or are all 25 percent of those people sitting in a big cluster right in the middle of the the theater (laughs) because that's where the best seats are well so i booked some tickets i want to take mark to see nomadland and um so there's a little theater in our neighborhood the one that sells the uh fancy tacos that i was telling you about and um it's you have to like book your specific seats uh, online before the movie. So okay, so presumably they are actually assigning seats yeah. and separating them throughout the theater. Yeah. So when I clicked on my little seats, the seats around it disappeared. <laughs> Mylittleseats.com. There you can go. <laughs> <laughs> go reserve your little seats. My little seats. Go get your little seats. <laughs> oh man, I love that idea. You're, you're getting an airline you know ticket and it's like pick out your little seat <laughs> <laughs> which little seat do you want hun it's like a poly pocket yeah man <laughs> my sister had those growing up i i remember being annoyed that like you would bend the little poly person into a sitting formation and then put it in a chair but then its little plastic body would just kind of like fall slide off hit the ground how dare she? It's not realistic. How dare you, Polly Pocket? And her little knees don't bend, so she just bends at the waist. Like, what's the point? Hillary said she loves Polly Pocket. You love Polly Pocket, hon? That was the only... I don't know. You don't know? I, def- I played with them over... If you're talking about My Little Pony... I definitely... No, we're talking about Polly Pocket. Yeah, I am on a Polly... I'm Polly Pocket. Pro Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh, Hillary's mom is named Polly. We're doxing Hillary's mom on this episode. That's very cute. Uh, I liked that, and I liked um, 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 I just forgot the name. Oh, Pet Shop, Littlest Pet Shop. I didn't know. I've never heard of that one. I loved animals when I was little. Ask her if she knew about Littlest Pet Shop. Hey, Hillary, did you ever play with Littlest Pet Shop? No, you made that one up, Linda. What the fuck? Was that like a Georgia thing? <laughs> Probably. It was regional. <laughs> uh, like, did you have a, a Denny's or IHOP or both? Um, We definitely had Denny's. I knew of IHOP, but I can't think of one that was in my hometown. But I knew it existed. So there must did have been you... one somewhere. Did you have Perkins or Friendly's? neither i would say oh if okay. anything we had friendlies we definitely didn't have a perkins but we had like tgi fridays applebee's instead of friendlies did you have shonies no shonies did you have a sizzler no sizzler ryan's never heard of that one huh all right <laughs> huh. oh that was interesting <laughs> hey linda did you have a ground round What's that? That's the name of a restaurant near me. That so what? the the ground round in Westchester. Uh, I, it wasn't. It either wasn't a chain or it was a very small chain. But uh, this this was like a restaurant at this like prime real estate 
like in between two big roads. It was on a big like lot, uh, a big parking lot and stuff. And we used to go there all the time when I was growing up. And I loved it because it had arcade machines. It was like, you know, a classic family eatery with hamburgers and whatever. But they had arcade machines. Specifically, they had the Simpsons arcade game where you got to play as the Simpsons and fight your way through that like beat em up game, which I loved. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And at some point in like maybe, let's see, I'll ballpark this at like, let's say 1998 or something. The ground round went out of business and mm. apparently went out of business in like with no warning like basically they like they closed up the shift and then the owner called the managers and were like uh send everybody home and tell them never to come back like we're out of business and like left everything as it was and, and the building sat completely unused and un like modified for years and it became notorious as one of the most haunted locations in pennsylvania the abandoned what? grand round in, in westchester because like high school kids would break into it and like there was still oil in the fryers and stuff and it was this like weird old big weird. like sprawling restaurant that uh was never used wow i never broke into it i was too young also i wouldn't have done it even if i was older because i like to follow rules yeah exactly I, but, I always uh, liked the idea of doing that kind of stuff, but I never did. Yeah, me neither. Do, do you ever regret not doing any of that stuff? No. There's one I regret, which what is that there is a uh, there's a reservoir in Baltimore called Pretty Boy Reservoir, which is a great name. You regret not dying in it? <laughs> yeah, I wish I had just drowned in that reservoir. Just the cold, <laughs> icy water had just swallowed me up, and I wouldn't have to deal with all the shit I deal with now. Um <laughs> What do you regret about it? No, so when I was in college, it was a very common thing for friends or friends of friends to go out and illegally go onto the reservoir property and like swim in the reservoir because you weren't allowed to swim in the reservoir. Uh, you had to like, you know, cross a couple fences that said no trespassing or whatever. But I never heard anybody getting caught or like ticketed or whatever. Uh, and so I would get invited to these things and I never went because I was like, I don't think I would, I think I'd be nervous to break the law and swim in the reservoir. But. Mm. In hindsight, I wish I had done that because it's it's cool. <laughs> that, that's a cool yeah. one to me. I, I appreciate that one. I think it's awesome. Yeah, a couple of times I caught on to the fact that there were like hotels with pools that we could break into and we would hop the fence into those pools. Right, because how's the person working the desk going to know you're not staying in the hotel? Right, or the person working the desk is like two years older than you and is like and, fucking whatever. And is smoking a bong. It doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was like the most bad thing that I had done. Yeah. Anyway, I wish I had gone swimming in Pretty Boy. Yeah, been, Pretty uh, Boy. What a name. I know. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. Isn't that drinking water? You're just like getting your taint all over everyone's sips. I mean, it's also just in the ground. There's all kinds of fish taints and <laughs> raccoon taints and stuff in there, too. That's That's very taintful water. Now I like the idea that something that's tainted has had taint on it. That, I is, know, that is what tainted I was means. Like just asking Mark this last week, I was actually I actually asked him that very question. I was like, which came first, the taint or the tainted? Really, like, is Linda? Something tainted you asked that question really? Yes, I genuinely did. You should text him and ask. I don't have to text him. I trust you, but uh, I'm surprised <laughs> that you genuinely thought maybe we called the patch of skin between your genitals and anus a taint before we invented the word tainted well you never know no, look gonna, it up no, etymology I'm gonna, I'm, taint i'm gonna look it up right now <laughs> <laughs> mm 
Middle English as a verb in the sense to convict, prove guilty, partially from the old French taint or tinged, based on the Latin tingre, to dye or tinge. Ooh. Partially a shortening of a taint, as in one oh. word. <laughs> Wait, so if you Google etymology of taint, there's this whole like, you know, Google autocompletes and like gives you this big tree of like English, you know, origins and stuff. And then below it, it says, people also ask, why is it called a taint? Is a taint and a gooch the same thing? What's a taint on a guy? <laughs> is a taint and a gooch the same thing? Is a taint Is a really a good sentence. <laughs> it's really good. <sighs> very, very good. Well, I got what I needed out of this call. Yep. Well, yeah, we checked all the boxes for a classic episode of Earth to Linda. This was great. So oh, uh, get your great. taint out of that tainted bath water and, uh, you know, go go live your life. Happy Monday night. And it's tainted. It's got taint all over it. Uh, all right, Andy. Bye, friend. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs>